Hey, you got a crazy family? We want to hear all about it. Got a brand new podcast. It's called My Crazy Family. And boy, we know there are some stories out there. And sometimes it just makes you feel better to get it off your chest or to hear about somebody else's crazy family. It lets you know that maybe yours isn't as nuts as you thought. Yeah, the bar gets set pretty damn high. Trust me. You can call <laughs> in your stories right now at one 833 fam. That's one 833 Cray, C-R-A-Y-F-A-M, or write in your story at the website crazyfampod.com. That's crazyfampod.com. And by the way, you don't have to use your real name. It's totally okay if you just want to make up names, but you just need to get rid of this information. We are your place. You're not going to believe what you will hear on this podcast and the insane things that some families have put their loved ones through. one 833 or write in at crazyfampod.com. Stay tuned for our official launch date. And start getting us those stories right now. Crazyfampod.com. My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Today on another spooky episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that 7 out of 10 Beanie Baby collectors agree could bring tears to your eyes and cause questionable bowel movements. When a husband insists on sleeping on the couch away from his wife, it's not for the reasons one may think. It's because another non-breathing woman continues to appear night after night at the foot of the bed. What does she want and where did she come from? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. You should have pressed subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of the show and if you really like the show you'd like it commercial free we can get that to you as well just become an extra podcast person an epp as we call them you can sign up over at ghostpodcast.com on the website or through uh, patreon the link is there at ghostpodcast.com you get all of our episodes all the way back to the beginning Uh, it's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories it's all commercial free and of course, the advanced episodes, all the new episodes, all the EPP bonus episodes, it's all there. Uh, ghostpodcast.com to get in on that. Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode. What's going on? There's not a haunted beanie baby story like possessed beanie babies. Not on this episode, but I think we actually have had one at some point. That before. is crazy. There's Because when you yeah. said that in the intro, well, when he said that in the intro, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you know... Because there's haunted toys, you hear about that all the time, and creepy dolls and stuff. But, you know, the 1990s at some point will be 50, 60 years in the past, and you could have haunted Beanie Babies and haunted Barneys and stuff. I bet there are haunted Beanie Babies. There was a lot of older women that was were collecting them, uh, like almost like their grandparents would collect like porcelain dolls uh, to just ridiculous levels. And if that was in the nineties and they were old then, I mean, they're probably gone now. And, uh, they had their collection of beanie babies. So I, I would think that some of those are already, you know, got your attachment to 
Aunt Nancy on it or something, or Grandma Nancy. That, those women took that shit seriously too. You couldn't even like give them to a kid because you couldn't even let the that little tag on him get bent. Yeah, I mean they they I, took that shit seriously. Do people still? I know there's probably some people collect them still, but is it like the market it was? Because there was stories back then of Beanie Babies. And at the time, it was pretty shocking going for thousands upon thousands of dollars. Now, there's a lot of shit people collect that goes for far more than it should. But then it seemed kind of crazy for a Beanie Baby. I don't think it's like that anymore. No? Okay. Yeah. My it, friends just wrote a play about Beanie, ba Beanie Babies. It's a comedy. <laughs> but um, What a random sentence. My friends <laughs> just wrote right? a play about Beanie Babies. It's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's not a tragedy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's deadly serious. Beanie Babies, a deadly serious play. Now, I would watch that. I, I'd rather see the Beanie Babies do something like very tragic versus like a happy comedy. Fuck that. Yeah, that would be better. Like one. All right, that then. There you go. It's like a serial killer Beanie Baby that's going out and killing all the other collectibles. Well, or it's the Beanie Baby that kills. It's like a really expensive one, and it kills all the people who keep buying it like this oh. person bought it sold it to that person who sold it to that person and then they all die curse of the beanie baby the beanie baby is actually the one that does it all and like mm -hmm. in, in very horrible cruel ways too it's like a jigsaw almost, but it's a beanie baby and it uh like it, some of its victims it like skins them alive um you know some it's like their body parts are scattered throughout a toys r us all sorts of horrible things and ways to go well, and out. after seeing that new movie, Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, I think Brad Pitt could star in it, because that's kind of that whole movie. There's lots of very gruesome murders. Is there? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I saw the preview. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, because I after my dog, I lost my dog. My friends are like, let's go see a movie. Let's get you out of the house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, pick, pick. I have no idea. Milo and <laughs> like, Otis. Bullet I was train. like, oh, Lord. Uh, it, I guess it got my mind off of things. Yeah, at least it wasn't like they took it to like the life of a dog or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't. <laughs> like watching like an airplane crash movie on an airplane. Like this is probably not appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go over to our first one. It says, I've been able to see and communicate with ghosts or spirits as far back as I can remember. When I was a child, my mama told me that it was because of my Prussian gypsy ancestors. My mama told me that my ancestors traveled to America and the bloodline of that kind of stuff is only passed down through the women in our family. I used to sleep with my light on until when I was around six years old. I were having a conversation with someone that seemed to only appear at nighttime after everyone went to sleep. This person became my friend, and one night, my mama heard me talking to the person and asked me who they were. I told her, of course. My mama told me to quit talking to the person. I don't know if it scared her, or she just didn't believe me. The next time the person appeared to me, they actually told me that they had enjoyed speaking to someone so sweet, but they were going to go away and not come back. I was really upset because I felt safe around them. After they quit appearing to me, I started sleeping with my light on again. I was scared of what might come since the good person was gone. I only did that until I was around 18. Haha, <laughs> I know that's a super long time, but I was scared of spirits. 
Fast forward to me being around 25 years old, I moved into my house. At this time, I am now used to hearing things and seeing things because I saw spirits in places I visited and saw lost loved ones speak to me. My husband and I worked different shifts, so we didn't sleep at the same time. I'd come home to him sleeping on the couch. I finally asked him why he was doing this, and he explained that he kept waking up to what felt like an angry person at the foot of her bed, just staring at him. Well, I started researching things and couldn't find any wrecks or deaths close to our house. I'd felt something strange at that house, but I wasn't scared of it, but obviously it scared him enough that he wouldn't sleep in the bedroom anymore. I saw it one night. It was exactly as he had described. It was a dark silhouette of something at his foot of our bed. The shoulders of a silhouette were moving like it was breathing. It gave me such a bad feeling. I felt that this thing wanted to hurt my husband. While looking at it, I thought of the spirit that used to speak to me as a child. I don't know if this thing was the spirit that spoke to me when I was younger. Maybe it had gotten bitter at life or hurt, or maybe the spirit I knew when I was younger was wearing, was warding me. But all I did know was this thing was evil or angry and wanted to hurt my husband. Later, my husband told me he had seen or felt it peeping around our door fa uh, facing from our room into the living room. I got so scared for him and wanted to get this thing away from my husband. So I ended up burning sage, opening my windows, yelling at it to leave, burning candles and incense and rubbing white angelic oil on my windowsills and door frames. Since I did that, my husband hasn't felt threatened or been awoken to anything in our room, and I haven't seen anything, and I hope it stays that way. I guess my first question is, what is white angelic oil? I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, maybe that's the missing ingredient that all these people should have been using for a very long time. You mean you haven't heard of white angelic oil? No, I haven't. Um... Young Living White Angelic Essential Oil brand. What the hell is it? But it sounds like it could be. I mean, because it is kind of crazy. You're having these problems and then you do that. The yeah. problems go away. It seems like that's all connected. Mm -hmm. But it seemed kind of easy because most of that stuff never goes away that easily. No, that seems like a kind of a slam dunk there. With the angelic oil. And maybe that's a business opportunity for us. Is it just holy water? Is she like calling it something else? That I don't know. Are you Googling it? I did. It just comes up with like some brand called Angelica oil, which is like a trademarked like brand. Um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's like holy water, but you can have holy oil too. You just have it blessed. So maybe it's, it's, oil but it's uh blessed just like holy water maybe that would be my my guess on what exactly is going on there well if that person's listening they need to let everybody know because exactly. if it worked that well for them there are other people with serious problems maybe it would help them too imagine what angelic oil could do for you too and if you call right now we'll throw in three count them three baby wipes with angelic oil on them as well so when you wipe your child's ass they'll be blessed <laughs> that's a really great idea <laughs> weird uh let's go to another um letter it says hello my name is dan i have a very rough childhood as 
I was in foster care for most of it. Not the best place to be as six years old into your preteens. My story starts when I was about five years old. I don't remember much about that time in my life, but the one thing that stands out to me was a little person who always stood outside of my door at night. Never scared me, and as far as I know, he always was there watching me as I fell asleep. When I'd ask about it, my parents would dismiss me outright. But one night I really needed to go to the bathroom, which I was always afraid of doing because of this entity. As the sun would set, it would be just a shadow, but as the night progressed, he would become more solid. But I never really got a good look at him until the night, which I'm about to tell you about. As I approached the door to my room, I was able to make out some detail, more than I ever had had before. As around a figure wearing a leather vest, had a satchel tied onto the belt around his waist. He was about four feet tall and had dark brown greenish skin with the head of a toad. Yes, Ew. a toad. When I approached him, we spoke to me. What are you doing? In a very annoyed tone, fast and gruff like an angry parent, finding their kid in a cookie jar in the middle of the night. All I could choke out was the word bathroom. His eyes followed me until I shut the door and went about my business. I slept in the tub that night, freaked out, trying to wrap my mind around what had just happened. And my foster dad woke me up angrily. They thought I had to run away in the night and had been searching for me all morning. When I tried to tell any adult about this, I was told it was all my imagination. One night, in a different foster home, as I was moved around a lot as our foster kids, my roommate, who was about nine years old, woke me up in the middle of the night to ask me if I saw a large frog person at our doorway. He was freaked out. I told him it was my guardian looking out for me and not to go near him because he's angry that they keep moving me around to different homes. He thought I was making it up and started yelling for our foster parents, but they, at that time, uh, got to our door. It was gone. It had vanished faster than the shadow when you turn on the light. About an hour later, he reappeared. And I went to sleep knowing that, however freaky he may have looked, he was my guardian. I don't know how I knew this, but I just did. Never felt anything but peace from him, and he actually kept me sane during those years. I know this isn't technically a ghost story, but this was an apparition that I still feel just outside my door today, making sure I'm safe. I've done some research on the topic and have discovered he is what the pagans call a familiar, a spirit that looks after its chosen person all of their life and protects them from harm. My wife has seen him, and he even looks in on my daughter. She tells me, Daddy, there's a toad man outside our door at night, and I tell her it's there to keep you safe, sweetheart. Anyway, I live in Savannah, Georgia now, and he's nothing but kind to me and my family, and it feels good knowing I have someone looking out for me and my family on that side of the spirit world. Let me know your thoughts. Tell me what you think, because I've always uh, have a wonderful day. And next time you're in Savannah, let me know. Um, that would be very, almost kind of like childhood fairy tale. It's almost Stuart Little-ish. Uh, if you have like this little toad guy that walks around, I imagine he has like a, uh, like a pipe or something that he smokes. And I can just, you know, see him kind of walking around, like check, if I has an English accent and checking in on people. And I've never heard of anything quite like that. But I think, I, like, I really love the idea of it, too. Yeah. Is that, you know, this little kid's in foster care and doesn't really have anyone looking out for him. Yeah. And so I find that very comforting. I find it, it's weird that it's a toad man. 
mm-hmm. but um but he doesn't find I mean that's he's not scared of that and so maybe there's a reason that it took that shape I would think yeah that that's what my thoughts were too what's interesting is that multiple people are seeing it it's not just like mm-hmm. a manifestation out of trauma that 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 one person you know could very you know logically be feeling um so that i thought to be very interesting um that it's appearing to others as well yeah and i would love to go to savannah georgia sometime i think that would be an amazing trip it's a cool city it's very pretty i love all i think it's i don't think you're like allowed to pull the moss i think i I, it always looks like so fun and easy to jump up and pull from the trees though uh but it's it's a cool city uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. Of course, you can write in, too, if you want to type your story into us. We'd love to hear it. Uh, just go to realghoststoriesonline.com and click, uh, you know, tell us your ghost story. Let's go to a caller. Hi. My name is Lee. I just started listening to your podcast maybe a week and a half ago. Um, some really interesting stories. Um, I don't want to call myself a sensitive um oh also i'm from columbus ohio um i don't want to call myself a sensitive i think when i was younger i was hoping that i would be more like that but the older i get the more like i don't want to draw things in that i don't know about or that are kind of that are scary um the one experience that i've had is more to do with sleep paralysis um i am a christian and so i do definitely believe in you know, good and evil, but I also don't deny the fact that there could be ghosts and spirits. Um, that, but that's okay. Um, so again, with the sleep paralysis, last summer, I bought my own, I bought my first place, a condo, and I'm still there today. So I've been there about just over a year and a half. Um, I've had sleep paralysis instances before, but they really kind of came to a head last summer. In the span of about a month or so, I had about three or four instances where I have a two bedroom condo. It's kind of small, just under a thousand square feet, um, my bedroom. But I've always had this fear that because I live alone, I, you know, someone's kind of break in and come and hurt me. Well, I think whatever these instances were with the sleep paralysis were playing on that very fear because in the first episode of sleep paralysis, um, last summer in that time span of a month, I remember you know, waking up and kind of coming to, my eyes were still closed, but I heard what sounded like someone was doing dishes in my kitchen or like emptying the dishwasher or something. The kitchen's on the first floor. And I'm like, oh my God, someone's in my place. So I get up, I open up my door and I always keep my bedroom door locked kind of as a last ditch effort in case somebody does break into my place. It'll take them a moment to get into my room. Um, I do have an alarm system and that does work. So I don't know why they'd manage to get up there, but just in case. So I heard someone doing dishes. I get up, go, you know, open up my door, um, kind of peer downstairs. It's quiet. There's no one down there. So I was like, all right, great. So I think this must have been a few days later. I come to again in the middle of the night. Again, my eyes are still shut, but I'm very aware. And it sounds like somebody, I have one master bathroom that's upstairs right outside my bedroom. I hear the water turning on and off, or it sounds like somebody's running the bathroom think water and I was like oh my god I come to with or I'm in a sleep pressure once I kind of get myself awake it takes a while but after some 
a lot of strength. I'm able to get myself up out of bed. Um, and this time I didn't investigate. I just kind of woke up and acknowledged that I was having a sleep paralysis episode. I mean, I'm during sleep paralysis. I can't even, I would never wish this amount of terror on anyone just to kind of validate that it is actually sleep paralysis. I'm scared. It's, um, very, very real in the moment. Um, so this, this first time was the dishes. The second time it's getting close to my room. It's messing with the water in the sink faucet in the master bathroom right outside my bedroom door. I didn't investigate that time. It must have been within, you know, a few days from that second instance. Um, the third one was this time it sounds like someone in the middle of the night again, I come to, this is always around three o'clock in the morning. Uh, the third instance was somebody was kind of, it sounded like they're opening and closing my shower curtain. You know how you hear the rings against the rod. And of course I, I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh my God, that's, I hate this. I don't like the fact that it's playing on my fears. And over time and throughout my life, I've kind of learned to recognize what, that it is sleep paralysis, um, no matter how scary it is. Um, so I didn't give it any time of day. I just, kind of woke up and made sure I could move and then I went back to sleep and I was fine. Um, I try not to sleep on my back now because I know I'm a lot more likely to be in sleep paralysis or go have another thing if I'm on my back. So the fourth time, and this was the fourth episode in one month again, I, um, right before the fourth episode, I was invited over to my neighbor's house. I'm in a condo unit and I have a unit on either side of me and the next door neighbors, they invited me over for like a cookout. And I wasn't able to make it to the cookout, but I stopped by for drinks after my plans on that Saturday night. I stopped by and they were talking about the old man who lived in my unit before me. And he had only lived there a year. Uh, Long story short, really, really old man. He couldn't even use the stairs. Um, And so there's no reason for him to have a place with stairs. So I think family got involved, moved him into a safer place. But what they told me that night was... um, you know, we used to hear him on the other side of the wall because our master bedrooms, you know, are on the other side of the wall from each other. They're thick walls, but they said they used to hear him screaming in the middle of the night, um, which was really terrifying to hear. And I asked why he would scream, and they're like, did he have a night nurse? And they said, no, the nurse would come during the day and take care of him. But in the middle of the night, he would be yelling at somebody, saying something to the effect of, go away, please don't touch me, please don't hurt me, go away. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's really, really encouraging and kind of validating this fear and these episodes that I've been having that something may be in my place. And I was like, great. Um, These condos were built in the 60s, so I'm not aware of any big thing that's happened. I'm on the condo association board, so I'm not, I haven't heard of anything. So, of course, I go to bed. I like just walk back to my place. I'm like, okay, good night guys. And I'm like, great. How am I going to go to sleep tonight? So I somehow go to sleep. And then that same night I have another episode. This is the fourth and I'll say final episode because this time I was just pissed. I don't like my sleep being interrupted. So I come to, but my eyes are still closed and I'm just kind of listening. And remember how I said, I keep my door locked. Well, someone coming up the stairs, I can't move. I can barely, I know that I have control of my eyes, but I decide to keep my eyes shut because I'm like, I just, I want to listen. I don't want to see anything. I hear what sounds like someone opening my door 
and then I hear someone come up to the side of my bed and I was like oh my god someone's broken all I'm thinking is like now I'm just terrified I'm thinking somebody's right next to my bed um someone's about to murder me and then I feel somebody get up on top of me and I feel the full pressure and full weight of another person my eyes are still shut and then nothing I just feel the weight and I'm like at this point I was obviously just frozen in fear and I'm like I'm not going out this way like I was pretty sure I was about to die whether I was to be raped or murdered or something I was like I'm not going out without seeing this person I'm not going to be scared like this until the end so I get myself the courage to open up my eyes and I do and nothing's there the weight's gone nothing's there and it I look at my door and my door is completely shut remember I thought I locked it so it wouldn't have even made sense for somebody to come in after that I when I'm in sleep paralysis I will pray like I said I am a Christian I will pray that whatever it is to go away like in the name of Jesus and usually after about probably like several a long time of praying usually whatever it is it'll go away and I'll be able to get myself out of sleep paralysis this time though I was pissed I mean like I prayed and stuff but I was like you don't I had no more patience I was very I was so mad and angry that they made me feel whatever it was or whatever the presence was made me feel like I was about to die and had the courage to come up and actually become that invasive in my space so I just got really pissed and I basically swore the thing off and I said don't come back whatever it is whatever that presence is and to this day I'm happy to say it's been about since last summer and I I don't know I've had moments in the middle of the night where I'm freaked out where I'll wake up in the three o'clock hour but I just go back to sleep and I brush it off and I don't give it the attention whatever it is that it, it feeds on I mean I'm still safe and I have my alarm system and I still lock my door but I think it just angered me to a point where I was like no that's it has no right to be here I'm not going to let this thing run my life I really hate my sleep being interrupted um and I'm really I'm a good sleeper, so I'm like, for something to be able to ruin that, I'm like, you know, you cross the line. Um, again, I don't even know if I said my name. My name is Lee. Um, again, Columbus, Ohio. I really appreciate your show. I do have another story, so if this does get aired and you do find it interesting, I'll, I'll probably call in and give another short story. There we go. Thoughts on that? That was crazy. Yeah. And I'm like listening to that story, wondering if I could be that brave. Like hearing that stuff at night, I think I would just be terrified. And then, you know, the one night, and then to get things validated by other people, the guy who lived there, you know, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then to like get pissed off at it. That I, that's just impressive. Mm hmm. I was like, I'd want to be like that. I don't know if I could be. Yeah. Or if I would just be scared every night. Because I would find that terrifying. I, I don't know. You know that I, I think would, it's yeah. nice to the idea of hearing somebody doing your dishes. But, you know, you get up in the morning and your dishes are still not washed. That's disappointing. I, just, you would, what, what, I know, what, it's disappointing. What's causing those sounds, though, if, if they're not... It's not the dishes. Yeah, I think that's interesting because it's like, I don't, I don't know. I've had the sleep paralysis stuff that was really terrifying, and I 
really, 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 really felt like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I heard something, but it was like, if I open my eyes right now, there's something standing there like that yeah. kind of, so yeah. I get being that scared sure. in your sleep, but I love that she like, and you know, maybe there was nothing paranormal at all. Maybe it was some weird sleep thing that she was going through. And maybe she was able to reclaim it by, you know, like, this is not going to happen to me. Because you do kind of, it is a self-fulfilling thing as well. If you go to bed every night and you're scared. Sure. Because you would be. Because, like, when stuff like that happens, it's really terrifying. So when you go to bed the next night, you're, like, just laying there going, God, I hope that doesn't happen again. I hope it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, one would definitely Man, do that. That was impressive. That was. I'd that, like to meet her and shake her hand. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that one with us. Uh, 855-853-4802. The phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. And let's hear this call. Hi. My name is Pam. I'm calling from Aurora, Illinois. Um, been listening to your show for a while now. Um, just wanted to call and just tell you... Uh, Stories this happened. Um, I have a trailer at a campground. Um, I believe the campground was built in the 70s. Um, that's when it started. Funny story there. My sister actually used to do phone sales for them. You know, when she, you know, kids would do phone sales back in the 70s. But um, so my friend and I are getting ready for bed one night. And I don't know, it's maybe 10 o'clock at night. I have no idea. But all the lights were off, and the only thing that you could see was the light coming in from the moon, right? So we're sitting there, and we're getting ready, and we're getting, you know, getting our jammies on and stuff. And all of a sudden, I stop dead in my tracks because I see this black mass come into the bedroom from the hallway. Now, I've always heard, you know, shadow people this, you know, it's really dark. I mean, these people are pitch black. Now, this wasn't a person. This was more of a blob. But um, it, it came in from the hallway, stopped, and then went back out. It was almost like we startled it. It, it was. It, I wasn't scared. I did not have any type of, you know, uh, it didn't make me nervous at all. It was just, it came in, stopped, and went right back out. And I'm like, huh. And I asked my friend, I'm like, did you see that? And she's like, see what? And I'm like, did you see that? And she's like, hmm. I'm like, look, don't play with me. Did you see it? And she says, well, I saw something. And I said, okay, was it a dark mass? And then this was probably, this mass was probably about five or six feet off the ground, maybe about three feet long or whatever. Again, not in any, not any type of, of figure as, as, of a human or anything like that, just more of a blob. Now, a couple of years prior, same friend, we're in the bedroom getting dressed for bed, and we hear the sliding glass door open. And I'm like, did you hear that? And she's like, yeah. So, of course, you know, because we think someone's coming in, we go out to the living room to see, you know, what's going on. And door wasn't open. The, the piece of board, you know, sliding glass doors, you know, that you, you put in there to give it extra secure was still in there and we don't know what that was but that's two things that have happened at that that trailer at that campground now 
again, I, I don't know what was there prior to. I'm sure it was farmland or just a bunch of woods or, or whatever. Um, but it was just kind of kind of strange. Anyway, I hope you use the story on the air, and we'll talk to you later. Love your show. Thanks a lot. Interesting. I love her because she's telling a pretty scary story and doesn't really sound at all scary. No, it sounds like she's, like she's very matter of fact. It's like comedy. And, like she's telling the story over a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like the blob thing. That's just because she she didn't even act like it really scared her that much. That was scaring the shit out of me. What's up with all these really scary stories tonight? Now I'm never going to sleep. No, it's, a, it's a show that we talked about. That would really. That would scare me. Uh, the, uh, the blob. I don't know. I, blob. I, I think I'd rather see just like the blob or like the shadow of a blob or whatever versus like the skeleton taxi cab driver from Ghostbusters. I, the blob would be, I think, less traumatic. Well, I mean, I guess. Like a zombie you know, or this or, yeah. Because cause you don't know exactly what you're looking at. So I guess there would be ways you could mm-hmm. kind of um tell yourself oh it must be my eyes and i need to get them examined again or something yeah yeah there's more applicable excuses if that's kind of the way you look at it that's true well thank you for sharing that one with us we do greatly appreciate it that's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person get all the bonus episodes advanced episodes all of it commercial free sign up at ghost podcast.com we're also on patreon just uh, go to ghostpodcast.com and uh, click become an epp through patreon it'll take you right to the page until next time for carol i'm tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online <laughs>